Something the Wi-Fi. There we go. Melanated family, what's up, everybody? I'm back for another week. This is your brother Harrison. This is the Melanated Combo Podcast. Let's get to it. Happy to be back for another week. Like I said, man, this week, again, no guests. I'm doing it solo. We're going to talk about, well, first, I'm going to get into some news stories that I think are important, like always, think that are important, think we need to kind of touch on, think a little deeper about, you feel me? But the topic of the show today is going to be a drama-free manhood, right? Dylan, speaking specifically to young black men, how do you create a drama-free manhood, free of relationship drama, free of financial drama? free of family drama, right? Like being black in this country comes with a separate set of circumstances that we need to be clear about. And me being a man who's made several mistakes as a youth, done a lot of things that I regret, had to kind of put my feet in the fire to figure things out. I think I'm the perfect person to give the game to the youth. You feel me? So we're going to get to it today, family. Also, a couple of announcements before I get started. So today, this is, I hate to date the show, but today's Tuesday, the 20. Six, I think. What's today? Hold on one second. 23rd. Tuesday and 23rd. So today at 7.30 p.m. After this show, actually. At 7.30 p.m., I'm going to be on my brother's show, Jonathan Smith, who was a brother, if you follow what I do. He was on my show maybe three weeks ago, two weeks ago even. So the brother has a podcast called Invest in Yourself Podcast on the Invest. It's Invest Universal. Invest Universal is the name of the YouTube page. Invest Universal is the name of the YouTube page. I'm going to be on his show at 7.30. Again, that's with my brother, Jonathan Smith. The name of the show is Invest in Yourself Podcast is the name of his show. Also, on the 30th, which is next Tuesday, if I believe, next Tuesday, I'm uh, proud to be on my sister, Felicia K., who, you know, Felicia Kay is a sister that I had on my show previously, just like Jonathan. She had a radio show that she was doing here in the Sacramento area where I'm from. But Felicia now has a talk show, right? So the sister has a talk show called the First Lady Point of View Talk Show. And I'm going to be on that show this, this Tuesday. So the 30th, June 30th on Tuesday, June 30th on Tuesday, June 30th, I'm going to be on the First Lady K point of view talk show, right? So I want all my family to tune in. This is going to be on television. If you are a com, because the First Lady point of view is a globally distributed talk show, right? If you are a Comcast Xfinity customer, it'll be on channel 1718. If you are AT&T Uverse customer, it'll be on channel 14. It's on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick. Arsenal TV, so all these different places, right? And um, if you go to Amazon Fire Stick, Apple TV, all these different places, just put in First Lady Point of View. First Lady Point of View, and the show should pop up. Um, I'm going to be putting together some links and stuff just so I can let the family know um, that I'm going to be on that show. And again, that's this Tuesday, the 30th. Next Tuesday, the 30th at 6.30 p.m. 6.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. If you are in a different part of the country, um, you know, as next week comes a little closer, I'll get more information about how you can view the show if you're not in one of these markets that I just mentioned. So, again, I'm going to be on the sister Felicia K's talk show on television next Tuesday, August 30th. Um, it'll be on Comcast Xfinity at channel 1718, AT&T U-verse, um, AT&T U-verse channel 14. It'll be on Roku TV, Apple TV, Amazon Fire Stick. I'm proud of that sister. You know what I mean? Watching one one thing that I don't anticipate that happens a lot doing what I do. A lot of the people that I speak to ultimately end up going on to do great things. You feel me? And, and that's always an exciting part of this process. And it's why I do it. And it's really for fulfilling to see anybody living out their dreams. Right. Like we we know how it is in this country, y'all like uh, uh, needing a job and just needing to put food on the table, making that be the the main priority that's really where all of us is at to a degree so anytime i see somebody step outside of that and choose to do things that are a little more riskier choose to do things that are a little more based on your own merit completely opposed to some type of infrastructure that's already been put in place for you i'm excited about that and it's inspiring me as well so tune in this six this tuesday august 30th 6 30 i'm gonna be on the sister felicia k's tv show and I'm honored. You know what I mean? It'll be your boys. <laughs> It'll be your boys TV debut. You feel me? So, like I said, the to topic of the show today. 
the topic of the show today is speaking to young black men, speaking to black men in general, speaking to my brothers in general. How do we have a drama free manhood family? How do we get into our 20s and 30s without drama? No drama from women, no drama financially, no drama in our family. Like these things are going to happen, but how do we prevent them? How do we navigate away from being the cause of these issues? You feel me? So let's get into it. First thing we're going to do. Like I said, first thing we're going to do is talk about a few news new stories that I thought was pertinent. The first one here, let me pull some up. I spoke to you guys about this when it actually happened. So here, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. So off-duty police officer. Hold on one second, family. Okay, so let me see here. So an off-duty police officer basically thought that this young Puerto Rican kid was still in his son's bike. Right. And this happened like at the beginning of the J July. And this was in Chicago. So in Chicago, a off duty Chicago police officer is being charged at this point. I mentioned when it first happened, I showed the video of how it happened. He's pinning this 14 year old Puerto Rican kid on the ground because he thinks the Puerto Rican kid took his bike. Everyone around the Puerto Rican kids, friends basically are telling this gentleman, no, he did not take the bike, you know, so. Obviously, when we see this and in, in, in how horrendous it looks to see this man, this white man with this Puerto Rican kid pinned to the ground, everybody telling him that it's not what he think it is. You know, of course, we're going to look at the racial lines of things. Right. Because just to be honest, family, I don't see this type of in, I don't see this type of behavior happening to all type of children, to all type of men. You feel me? Because we need to realize something, too. You know, when you are a black or a brown person in America and people outside of our community who are racist, who are prejudiced, whatever you want to call it. They don't look at you as your age. You 14, they think you're 20. You 16, they think you're 25. Like they are they're they're It's 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 like the general fear of the African man kind of seeps into people in different ways, in my opinion. You feel me? So they always think that we older. They're always thinking we're more mature than we are. We don't have the ability like a lot of young people in america to be a young person who makes mistakes right a lot of times when we in our community and we make mistakes things happen we get punished like adults and that's a fact you feel me so this off-duty police officer is being charged basically let me read you a little bit about what happened shout out to the parents of this puerto rican kid who pushed for this officer to be charged like he should be in jail he should lose his job and go to jail to be honest so on thursday august 18th park ridge police department released a press release or released yeah, a press release stating that the Cook County State's Attorney has charged Michael Ventilero, is the gentleman's name, Michael Ventilero, 49-year-old white man in the Boston, uh, uh, Chicago area. He is being charged with two felonies, misconduct, and aggregated, and aggregated battery for his violent interaction. And this happened on July 1st. The young kid, the young 14-year-old Puerto Rican boy's name is Josh Neves, who is 14 years old. Right. This happened on the 100 block of South Northwest Highway. And I'm just kind of creating like a callback to this situation because I did speak about it, how it was a travesty, how something had to be done. Because like just being and I always think about this from our lens. Right. I understand how other people look at us in this country family, but being a black man in America under no circumstances. Right. If I think a young man stole my son's bike and I got the bike back. Right. <laughs> Let's say I thought he was taking the bike. I go confront him. Realize it is my son's bike. Take the bike back. I let the boy go free. Under no circumstances do I think it's OK to pin a child to the ground that's not mine in this manner. You see what I'm saying? And I think partially a part of this is because he's a police officer and we and, and, and we know in this country, police officers, for the most part, are allowed to do what the fuck they want to do. You can say they not, right? You can say they not, because I'm going to talk about the Breonna Taylor case in a, uh, in a minute here and some of the updates regarding that case. But when you're a cop, you do whatever the fuck you want and you have a blue wall, you have a police union, you have people in power that back you and make sure the least amount of damage actually happens. And that's a fact. So I'm talking about this story again, because this white man is actually, hopefully, let me not, hopefully he goes to jail, right? So again, Michael Betelero is the gentleman's name. Again, a 49-year-old white man who thought a young, Puerto Rican, a young Puerto Rican kid was still on his son's bike. 
the bike was there, right? He just thought he was still on his bike, so he pins him to the ground like a criminal, puts his face into the concrete, right? This is a group of kids he approached. I don't think it's a coincidence that the only kid he actually put his hands on is the kid that was black, that was Puerto Rican. And, and, and uh, uh, another big reason why I spoke about this story when it happened is because there's a misnomer in our country about a coalition between the black and the brown peoples, right? Like being, being African, I wish that was the case. If you riding for any of our injustices, black, brown, you Latino from any of these countries, if you riding for our disenfranchisement, because we do have a lot in common when it comes to certain things, I'm with that. We can ride together. We can battle our oppressor together type shit, right? That's not the reality of the country that we live in. What we need to realize is we have a lot of people outside of the black community, some even in our community to a degree, who don't view liberation the same way, who look at us the same way white people look at us, who look at us the same way colonizers look at us. I just seen a video a few weeks ago, maybe a week ago, actually, of a, I think this was a Puerto Rican grandmother. Either she was Puerto Rican, Haitian, one of the one of these islands, right? And her granddaughter was playing with a black doll. This is some real shit. I mean, if the video was doctored or someone was doing a prank or something, whatever, but the video looked official to me. I've seen it several times on several different platforms. Her granddaughter was playing with a black doll. She stripped the black doll from her granddaughter and gave her a white doll. And actually, it is true because the mother was doing the filming. And she was saying how her grandmother, either it was her mom or her grandmother, didn't want the granddaughter playing with a black doll family. This is indicative of a, of how a lot of people feel about us. And that's, man, and that's real shit. So I was happy. I say all that to say, I was happy that this Puerto Rican family, I was happy that this Puerto Rican family seen the racism in this and acted on it. Right. But my, my Puerto Rican brothers and sisters, my Puerto Ricans, my Mexicans. Hey man, look, <laughs> We spend a lot of time fighting this injustice shit, right? We we do whatever we need to in like in the American populace, we do everything we need to to to, to show, hey, how we getting treated ain't right. We need y'all to ride all the time, no. Right? I like I'm not speaking to all Puerto Rican or Mexican people, but if we're going to be in this shit together, we got to be in this shit together all the time. It can't be when something happened to your kid, you scream racism. We get shot by the cops. That nigga shouldn't have moved. You see what I'm saying? It can't be the same thing. It, it, it has to be. If it's going to be some kind of coalition, all I'm saying, if we're going to ally, if it's going to be an allyship, it has to go both ways. You feel me? It has to go both ways. I'm tired of seeing these different these different ethnic groups with all these fucked up names for us. All these names in their language to, to describe us that mean nigga. I'm like, wait a minute, man. Wait a minute. Y'all come here. In which you should be thankful. I'm gonna be honest. You should be thankful for being here. We got we gotta say so in that because the civil rights bills and things that have been passed, us getting our ass whipped, just to be frank, has opened up the floodgates for a lot of different people to come to this country, right? So you don't owe us shit, but relax. You know what I mean? Like let's truly unify against someone that's oppressing all of us. It's just unfortunate that some black folks, some brown people think they got a seat at the table so they don't want to rock the boat you feel me they think they got a seat at the table so i'm not going to say nothing about you getting fucked up because i want to make sure my seat is still secure we'll never the things that happen to us on this um in this country will never change if we keep that mentality you know what i mean and yeah do me a favor yeah share that on twitter family and and it's crazy that a lot of times they come here and have this negative um attitude towards black americans when you're you're leaving you can call it leaving you can call it fleeing you can call it relocating you're coming from a country that's probably war-torn based on white supremacy right that's probably war-torn based on white supremacy so how dare you come here and get mad at us for being victims of the same shit that brought you over here, right? It's kind of a weird dynamic if you think about it. Real simple in my mind, but a weird dynamic nonetheless. So shout out to that Puerto Rican family for seeing it through, making sure this white off-duty police officer goes to jail. Everybody who just tuning in with me, I'm talking about a white off-duty police officer 
in Chicago who pinned a 14-year-old Puerto Rican kid to the ground under the auspice that the 14-year-old kid stole his son's bike. He didn't take his bike. The bike was sitting right there, but he pinned him to the ground like a criminal. The family is suing this gentleman. He lost his job. Um, um, charges have been brought up. So we'll see at this point. You feel me? We'll we'll see how far it actually goes. But that's a good thing. Like, we get these little slithers of justice here and there. And, you know, I think he should not only lose his job but do years in jail, but that's just me. Uh, and, and, like I always say, like, not inciting violence or any um, – no negative energy to nobody, right? But at some point, we're going to have to get tired of being mistreated by, like, citizens and people who may not be working because this gentleman he's an off-duty cop but at the time of this interaction who knew he was an off-duty cop he's just a white man so black men anybody watching need to be able to jump in like hey we ain't doing that and i'm willing to go as far as i need to i just did a story about a black football coach who was coaching um who was coaching pop warner a disagreement happened he ended up getting shot by another brother at the uh, game. Now, this brother ends up being the brother of an NFL super, ex-NFL superstar, so that made it make the headlines and things of this nature. But the audacity we have when it's, uh, when, when it's us against us, right? When it's a black man against a black man, our fuse is really, really goddamn short. I'm not saying we should be violent to anybody. But we need to redirect our energy at times. You know what I mean? We need to redirect our energy to who was actually harming. Now, again, we got in-house problems that we always going to need to address. But outside of our community, a lot of shit happens, too. And we never have smoke with motherfuckers outside of our community. That's a problem, right? So this Puerto Rican family, I salute them for – because they could have said no. They could have went forgiveness, right? <laughs> they could have went Jesus and said, no, I don't want nothing to happen to them. It's a mistake. People make mistakes. No. People should be punished for their wrongdoings, right? This country believes in that wholeheartedly. People should be punished for their wrongdoings. So that's the same in this situation. So shout out to that Puerto Rican family for holding his feet to the fire. Hopefully he's asked to go to jail. Next news story. Again, if you're just tuning into the Melanated, the Melanated Convo podcast today, on the show, we are going to talk about drama-free manhood. How does a young man create a drama-free environment for himself, free of relationship drama, free of financial drama, free of family drama? Now, things are going to happen, right? But we're going to talk about some of the tips we can give our young men to make sure they're avoiding these things at all costs. Because when our young men make mistakes, it it's not just a small issue that needs to be handled at times. Because we black, our, uh, our mistakes get amplified. Like I just mentioned, that boy that was held to the ground by that off-duty cop was 14 years old. Often you'll hear cops and people of authority mention us like we're grown men. If you're 13 and you black in America, you're going to be treated like you're a grown man when law enforcement or teachers or anyone is put in front of you. You feel me? So it's important that you learn the rules of this country and like how to play this game. It's crucial that you learn it because if not, black parents, black men, black women, if you don't teach your kids the rules of this game, the police will. The school system will. Somebody white, <laughs> let's just keep it fucking real. Somebody white's gonna tell somebody white is gonna show them how this shit works, and that may end up them going to jail, end up getting into something that we that we can prevent if we be proactive with it. You know what I mean? So we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Now, speaking of America, speaking of money, right? I've been doing these shows lately, family, about reparations. I've been talking to my brother Chris Lodgson who is with the CJEC, I finally got it right, the CJEC, a the Coalition for a Just and Equitable California, that has been doing everything they can to get people in California reparations. Um, it looks like it's going to take place. So I've been a really big advocate of that. I think if it happens in California, it can happen with everyone around the country. That's just my belief, right? So I bring this up because America just announced, and I'm only going to talk about this real quickly, but America just announced that they're going to give 775 million more dollars to military aid for Ukraine, right? I'm only making this point to let everybody know the money is there, family. Quit quit DMing me about reparations. How dare you black folks? <laughs> Shit. I understand. Sometimes if I'm talking about a racialized situation and the politics behind it and all that, sometimes you may not agree with that as somebody black. You may say, "Hey, 
you know, I see it that way. I see it that way. How can you be black and not agree that America don't owe us some fucking money? And last week, I also read two weeks in a row. I, I, I actually read specific instances where America gave Indians money. They gave victims of different atrocities money for America's involvement in said atrocity. That's happened. I had a list of like 45 occasions all the way up until now with this Ukraine shit. So don't tell me reparations can't happen when we will spend and up till now i think they've given ukraine over a billion something dollars just to kill shit because think about it of course they're they're protecting their interests i think ukraine is a part of nato or something like that so everything is about alignment and protecting what your interest is i don't think the united states really gives a shit about the ukraine like that it's just you're kind of scared of russia so you want to create your alliances that's really where we at in american culture you know what i mean so for war to, to to help fund the war because i went through what they're giving the money for the 775 million dollars it's just war family it's just tanks grenades and <laughs> things to blow shit up that's all they're giving the money for i'm like damn okay so your so your idea though right is you're, you want to help people you're helping them do something how fucking dare you man when I can't drive around my city without seeing a homeless embankment. I can't cut on the news two or three times a week without seeing some type of injustice happen to somebody brown, right? So how dare you give white people outside of our country? Because we talk about Russia, Ukraine. I mean, fuck what you're talking about. This is white on white violence. You don't care about black on black violence. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. So white folks just killing each other and y'all just pulling out the checkbook. Well, hey, man. Go to my old neighborhood, man. You want to see some shit that need help? You know, look, look, I'm 42 years old now. If I go back to all, not one or two, all of the neighborhoods that were impoverished in my city of Sacramento when I was a kid, they're all still there. Every last one of them. None of them have been turned into the a, a similar environment that's helpful for the inhabitants. No. They've gentrified some shit, got everybody out, moved some motherfuckers in, but just improving the area? No. Should there be this many homeless? Think like, think logically. I come from a public school background. No books, a little bit of paper, no resources. So that's life in America. But you're giving white people billions of dollars to help fight a war? The fuck are we talking about? So can't nobody preach to me about voting for Biden or Trump. Or because it's my opinion, just to be honest, any president would have did the same thing. Every president that has held that position does what's best for that office, does what's best for the interests of the people in power in this country, never for the people. When you try, when you're Kennedy-esque, right, they made it clear. See, that's why I'm always telling black folks, look, I don't want to get into no violent shit with nobody. I don't think we're ready yet like that. But how about we start shaping our minds to the, I'm going to do whatever I need to, to fix the problem I have here, right? Because when we look at this country, we don't like using violence. We get shunned when violence happens and we're defending ourselves, however we use violence, right? But if we ever get to that point, just understand that's America's fault. America is about violence. Everything is about violence. When we have a problem with any of these other entities, how often are we just talking? How often are we just turning the other cheek? How often are we marching, right? When, <laughs> when, when it's time for war, does America send its troops to go march? No. They send their troops to go kill up some shit. You see what I'm saying? So no, am I saying we should be violent, but we should be open to preparing ourselves to defend ourselves in any type of situation and whatever has to happen has to happen. But I don't know about you. I don't, I got grandkids. I don't want my grandkids to be 45 nervous that nervous that the cops pulling them over. So what are we going to just continue to let this shit re repeat itself? Something going to have to change. You see what I'm saying? So let's get to it, family, now. So America's giving Ukraine a whole shit ton of money. I just seen, I'm going to talk about this a little later in the week, but I just seen America also has some new plan. One of my homeboys reached out to me about some new deal 
that Biden just created. And it's funny because me and this particular homeboy, you know, we go back and forth about politics and, you know, I keep him on his toes. He keep me on my toes. Real good dude. Right. But people, because of how I talk, people like to say now here, see, this is happening. See, this is going to help y'all. It's going to shut you up. You see what I'm saying? And Biden has this plan with all this miraculous shit for America in it. Nothing for black folks. I'll leave it at that until I talk about it a little bit next week. Now, next news story before we get to the topic. The topic for today's show, family, is a drama-free manhood. How does a young man have a drama-free manhood? Now, life is full of ups and downs. Drama is going to be there in different aspects. But how can you prevent it? Being a young black man coming from a, a, a particular area, how can you prevent the drama? Relationships? Family, money, how can you how can you prevent these type of downfalls, right? So we're going to get into that in a minute. One more thing I want to reach or touch on real quick before we get to that. Hold on one second. Hold on one second. Ukraine. Boop, boop, boop. Oh, one other thing. When 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 speaking about Ukraine, right, there was a, a Gallup poll conducted with America. This was recent. This was between April 1st and April 19th, right? America wants to allow 100,000 Ukraine refugees to enter America's soil, right? They did a Gallup's poll with Americans from April 1st to April 19th. And 80%, 78% of Americans said it was okay to bring the Ukraine re refugees into America. See, so for everybody who doesn't want to admit to themselves that the, the race problem, class of course as well, but the race problem in this country is the predominant factor in why a lot of the things we see happen, happen. Like people use race to make decisions, family. They're basically saying that 78% of Americans agree to have this 100,000 100, refugees from Ukraine. But when the Haitians was trying to get in here, y'all remember that, right? Y'all remember seeing the Haitians trying to walk up in this thing? What happened to them? Mexican immigrants. When we're looking at all these immigrant classes who try to just walk into America, and this Gallup survey is saying they haven't seen polling this from the American public. This is the highest level of American public towards refugees since 1939. What, do you realize what that's saying, family? So people in this country can talk about they not racist. They don't know nobody racist. But somebody is. Somebody see color around this motherfucker if 78% of Americans agree to let refugees from Ukraine come into this country. That's the highest since 1939, like I just mentioned. We've had all these incidents where black refugees needed to come, right? Not because their country was warring with somebody else black. Nah, they just need their, their, their country's war-torn based on white supremacy, just like the shit that happens here, and they can't come here. So when people mention to me that it's not about race, that's the predominant factor in a lot of these decisions, and just a lot of white folks ain't being honest with your family. If they can admit it, they wouldn't want your black ass around. And that's just a fact. You feel me? So let's keep everything moving just real quickly. One last thing as far as news stories is concerned. The Breonna Taylor case, uh, some new developments happened a few weeks ago. Cops in that case are being charged and going to jail, but they're soft-shoeing it. Like they're losing their job. They get one dude, like we mentioned, got brought up on wonton endangerment charges i didn't even know what that shit was that was just based on the fact that he shot at them but hit a neighbor so he's he's getting in trouble for shooting at the neighbor the cop that i'm speaking about right now his name is kyle meany he is the off the latest officer who was terminated from the louisville police department basically because he lied during that night if you look at the brianna taylor case what you see is What's come out now? Because again, when that first happened, black folks, some racist white folks, everybody was mentioning how they did was right, how wasn't they fought, how the boyfriend shit had a gun, all this shit. Months and months and months, years afterwards, we're seeing now, family, it's exactly what we thought it was. It was white supremacy at work. Everybody involved has been reprimanded, but it's been a carefully orchestrated slap on the wrist, right? Carefully orchestrated slap on the wrist. You maintain, you get a warrant. Everything about that process was illegal. The warrant, how they obtained the warrant, the no-knock situation, the unit that they created to do this type of shit, everything about it was faulty. Nobody goes to jail. We march, we protest, we 
cause alarm. Like everybody around the country was aware of this situation. We brought attention to it, but no justice, family. You see? So I'm um, look, man, vigilante justice should be last, right? That should be last step for all of this shit. But something's going to have to change pretty soon here. Relying on the powers that be, the police department, White House, Washington, D.C., it doesn't seem like they're going to come to our aid the way we need them to, family. Because this was a cut and dry situation. And years later, of course, the family's been paid like they always do. The family got their money, but no justice. And to me, when you allow this to happen, this is the fuel that kind of makes everything continue. I think recently some cops, George Floyd, some he was charged and went to jail, but that was so blatant. You know what I mean? So keep keep be on the be on the lookout, family. We know all cops aren't bad, but you're wearing the uniform of a treacherous motherfucker. You see what I'm saying? So it's difficult for me to tell you apart from all the other ones when your uniform is the same. You feel me? How 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 am I to know you're the one that won't shoot me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they they knowing that they can kill us, they go home. After they hurt us, they go home. Right? What's the incentive to stop harming black people if you're in any type of authority figure? You see, because when I'm looking at the Breonna Taylor case, what I'm seeing is different level of protection come in and help these officers. You see what I'm saying? So RIP to that sister. I'm just so sorry that real justice couldn't have been served for her. But this should be an alert to all black people, family. This, to me, these type of news stories for me is meant to spearhead unity for us to understand, look, we really only got us. So policing our own community, um, starting our families the right way, taking everything around us a little more serious. This shit is required because the powers that be ain't finna come in and save us. You feel me now? To the topic, family, to the topic. Now, the topic of today show us how do you create a drama-free manhood, right? This is for all the young men who grew up like me, right? No father around, um having kids early, um, just a survival-based environment. You know what I mean? Growing up in an environment where there's drugs being sold, where there's, a, where there's a lot of single parents, where we know the typical hood story, right? But it doesn't have to end there, family. You don't have to take that upbringing. You don't have to take the dysfunction that's been placed on you, for the most part, by your family, by people around you. You don't have to take... Um, that dysfunction and embody it into how you conduct yourself in the world. You see what I'm saying? Because I see too many young black men, not all, we're not speaking in absolutes. I Look, I was right next to young black dudes who did things, not all right, but didn't make the same mistakes I made. Didn't have kids as young, didn't find themselves chasing women as much. They was more aligned with their purpose. That's not, so, but look, look, what I'm speaking about is for, a specific type of black man. Now, you can be older and experiencing some of this. You can be, age don't matter to a degree, but some of the dysfunctions we have as men, we cause them ourselves, And we need to be aware of that. And this all starts to me as a teenager. Like when I look at teenagers, and because a lot of teenagers find themselves in like a shiftless position. Like, I don't know what I want to do, basically. I don't know if I want to do that. I don't know if I want to go to college here. I don't know if I want to, right? We all see teenagers who fall into this type of mentality. I think that's normal. But what we need to realize is when adding on extra responsibility, i.e. a drug habit, i.e. kids, i.e. being involved in the street life to a particular degree, all of these things can have a negative effect on your life down the road. And that's what we need to get across to, to, to our young men because if we have more young men who are solid, right? More young men who are solid mentally, more young men who learn how to be solid financially, more young men who know what it means to be a man to a woman, the more we have that, the better our families are going to be. See? So there's a method to my madness here. If we have young men who value family, who value their future, they're going to value how, uh, how they conduct themselves. They're going to value their life, meaning they won't get involved with the wrong crowd to a degree, like going too much in the wrong area, right? So let's go over a few things here that we need to stress to our young men about creating a drama-free manhood right so creating a drama free manhood to me starts of course when you're a child like when you're a young teenager we all make mistakes 
We all go through different things, but there are certain things you can't come back from, like I just mentioned. That's why I'm such a big advocate of young men not involving themselves in the street culture. Now, we get it. Some young men come from poverty. They're in, they're in an environment that breeds this type of behavior, breeds these activities. That makes it much more difficult to evade said activity if you see it every day. If you come from struggle and see someone doing good financially, you're more inclined to um, want to know what's going on and get involved with it. You feel me? So that's a thing. But we need to sway our men away from that type of mentality. So single mothers fathers or couples or whatever like if you live in a impoverished neighborhood if you are a black couple who live in a neighborhood where crime happens gangs are infested i love my people just as much as you may you gotta fucking move if you have a young person you have to move you have to move now i'm not for leaving the hood in my rear view permanently i think you put yourself your family in the best situation to be successful and you always look out for your neighborhood. You never forget the whole, never forget where you come from thing. Yeah, you can say that, but I think the action part of never forgetting where you're coming from is going back there saying, I'm going to do something for the people who come from that type of area. That's powerful. That should happen. But living in an environment that is heavy drug influenced, heavy gang influenced, you're doing yourself a disservice. You can have the best household structure inside of that house. You guys can be Christian. You guys can have bad times. You guys can eat dinner together. You can go on family vacations. If your son or daughter got to walk outside of the house where there's a cesspool of negative activity going on, the likelihood of them interacting in that environment is heightened. This is just a fact. You see what I'm saying? So where you live, where you choose to live, where you choose to live with your children matters. So young fathers understand that. So this is all the type of things you should be thinking about when you're a young man out here trying to figure your life out. This is why it's important to think about the future. You need to be thinking about, okay, where do I want to live when I have a family? Do I want to stay in the city I'm in? Do I want to uh, 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 work a regular job? Do I want to have a business? Like the young men in your life need to take this shit serious before they allow life just to start smacking them in the face. That's why most young people, I recommend being as proactive as you can about everything involving your life. What school you finna go to, what kind of job you gonna work, because ultimately you're preparing yourself to take care of a family. I don't think, me, and I'm speaking specifically for my, for my neighborhood, like specifically for the dudes that come from what I come from. A lot of times, the last thing we thinking about is okay, Am I, and this is some real shit, am I suited to head a family? Have I gathered the attributes up until this point? My, how, how is my leadership quality? Like, how is my word? Do I keep my word? Something I've had a problem with the bulk of my life. You see what I'm saying? Do I keep my word? Am I headed towards some sort of financial stability? Whatever that may be. That could be a job. Like, ain't shit wrong with working a job, but get one, right? <laughs> Too many young dudes I see, they having all these life problems. And I'm like, damn, you don't, you don't even work. You don't even do shit. You, you, you're, you're hustling, but the young dudes in our community need to know hustling ain't for everybody. Man, there's too many fucking $300 hustlers out here. You goddamn hustling to support your little weed habit. I know what you're doing. <laughs> You, you are you hustling to support your weed habit? You hustling because you're lazy. You see what I'm saying? You hustling because you don't you don't want to admit to, to nobody you went to school, but you can't read that good, can't comprehend that well. Like we got a lot of other issues that be going on that people don't want to talk about. You see what I'm saying? So how do we create a drama-free manhood? We start early with our children. It's just the cycles that have to stop repeating themselves. You see what I'm saying? You start early with your young man, teaching him responsibilities. These are all things I'm learning as I get older. I wasn't the kind of dude who was early 20s, early teens, hella sharp when it came to things involving manhood. I can admit that. I wasn't. You see what I'm saying? And I've had to pay for it throughout my life. This is a part of why I do what I do now. So the young dudes around us can be fully equipped with how we deal with life outside of our mama house. You see what I'm saying? Because sometimes we, another thing I'll touch on real quick, sometimes we got these single mothers who create this dynamic with their son, not 
trying to, but I think it just happens sometimes where, where it turns into a man-woman dynamic opposed to a woman-child dynamic, right? So I know women who don't have a man around so or a man living with them, rather, no in-home father type structure so they begin to have this this dialogue with their teenager or their young man that's similar to a man woman like like he's the man of the house type of thing and i've told y'all several times creating an environment where the son is the man in the house when there's no man there is dangerous because then you put your young man in a position where he feel like he has to take care of you and that can be a good thing at times you know, he'll make sure he locked the door. He'll make sure he'd be responsible about the small things that happen in the house. Cool. But if you're not careful, you'll put your young man in a position where he thinks, now I got to go out and earn money. Now I got to go out and actually be a full, fully capable man and earn money and do shit outside of this house that can be illegal or be outside of the law. But I'm the man of the house. I got to take care of shit. We need to be careful with that because in actuality, he's not the man of the house. I'm sorry. Like, I, I, I know situations happen where men flee, men say, fuck this relationship, I'm not being a father, they, whatever, that happens. But sometimes it's both parties that are at fault. You see what I'm saying? So sometimes there's no man in the house because you didn't prepare this situation to have a man in the house, right? And, and, and because we adore women, because women should be protected, at times things like this happen and we go, most people go full into the protection mode for a woman come on you can live with me let me let me help you out how did he do you wrong we talking about all this shit which could be true but in the same token you need to hold yourself accountable for putting yourself in that position you see what i'm saying so the whole man of the house ideology for a household that doesn't have a man is dangerous he's not the man of the house he's the 13 year old of the house who needs to do the damn dishes do his homework, clean his room. He's not responsibility for he's not responsible for the man type atmosphere that should be in your house. That's something you should have thought about. That's real shit. Men and men and women, excuse me, can find themselves in that position, but that's that's on you. That's like a level of responsibility you have to deal with. You see what I'm saying? So also another thing you can teach your young men. And I've said this on plenty of shows before, but it's worth repeating. The amount of young men that I see that focus on too many of the wrong things, right? They focus on smoking weed. They focus on pussy all the time. Like they always talking about a female. They always putting energy into a female. Like if you have a young man, and I think this is a telltale sign. These are different ways that we can begin to like um, position our children so they can be the like the most productive members of society. But but as parents, I'm learning. You can catch some of these things. Like, who's to say if it's going to work or if your way is going to shine through, so to speak? But you can catch some of these things. Like, if you got a young man who lazy, he don't he don't like going to school, first red flag, right? He don't like sports. He don't really, go to, he don't really want to play no sports, second red flag. You realize he's smoking weed and shit now, third red flag. He don't do well in school, fourth red. If you get to seeing your teenager isn't motivated by anything, like if nothing motivates him, because you will have a teenager who you'll see if you put certain things in play, you'll see, OK, he knows how to organize himself. He knows how to get good grades. It's just a certain level of motivation you may have to apply. But if you see a young man who don't want to do shit. Right. And if. There's no father around, if there's no man around, even if you're a father in because I've been in similar situations where. The kid don't live with you, right? Let's say your son lives with his mama or his auntie or his grandma. We know how it be. And he not motivated. He not listening to them. He not motivated. He not doing certain shit. Well, something I had to realize along my journey is, like, being a man sometimes is making the uncomfortable decisions. Like, making the decisions that nobody else want to make. That, that nobody else is thinking about. Others around, a lot of women may think it's too harsh, right? So if you are a dude and you see if you are in a situation where your young man is with his mama and he fucking up, to me, all that matters here is your positioning in life. If you position yourself the correct way in life, you have the right kind of relationship, there should be no problem with you saying, hey, now is the time 
for him to come live with me. Or now is the time for joint custody. Like that, sometimes I think we normalize, and I always say this, all the trauma we've had to go through, we normalize it to a fault. Like when we see a young man living with just his mom, going through all this turmoil, sometimes we don't even see the elephant in the room. There's no fucking man there, right? There's no man there. The likelihood, and this is my opinion, family, of a young person being raised by just their mother and being a fully functional member of society. Now, I don't mean just going out and getting a job, right? I mean being able to be the best kind of person they can for a woman, being able to be the best kind of person they can financially, being able to lead a household. If there was no man in your home, it's going to be difficult for you to do all this now. They're outliers. You could have had a grandpa that was a shit. You could have had hella uncles. You could have had brothers who practice these types of ideologies, right? So there's other ways for it to happen, but all too often that's not the case. All too often, that's not the case. We'll see a young dude who didn't have a father who was entering into being in relationships, having kids, the whole nine. We'll see a young woman, right, who didn't have a father as well, who are con who, who, who's conducting herself the same way. And we're surprised when they have a baby early. We're surprised when they have a baby and their relationship is drama filled, not drama free. That should almost be expected, family. We sometimes we act like just having kids and throwing them out into the world. You did your job because they're not dead. No, it's much more to it. Clothes, shoes, a place to live. These things are important. All these things are important. But there are. Now I'm realizing hundreds upon hundreds of tangibles that all come from just being in your house. That all come from just being in your house. Fathers, if you don't live in a household with your kid. Fix that. <laughs> That's the only way. I, now, I know there's all type of situations, man. Y'all live in different cities. You got drama with her. It, uh, it's a lot of shit going on. I get that. Some men are just great communicators. And you can say, okay, boom, I don't live in the house with him. She, uh, 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 He lives in the house with his mom, but I talk to his mom every day, talk to him every day. They own it, right? Even if, do you know, even if that's you, money's not a problem. You're giving the money you can. You and the woman are on good terms. If you don't live in the house with that kid, there's some things you're not going to know about that child. Flat out. And this is, to me, <laughs> I think this is just a life, like a life lesson to me. Like if I don't, if I've never lived with you, can I truly say I know you? Like step back for a second, y'all, and think about that shit. Think about that for a minute. Think about being around. Have you ever been around somebody all the time, right? And you know them. Y'all kick it, family, friend, whoever, right? You've been around them all the time, and it was one thing. You you knew their triggers. You knew they were a good person. You, 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 uh, you had an idea of everything about them, right? Then you move with their ass. What happened when you move with them? Keep it real. Mo <laughs> In most cases, what happened when you move with them? S things start to happen and you say well god damn i didn't know this I and you know why you didn't know it you know why you didn't know it family you couldn't have known it family you never live with them being around somebody's one thing but living in a knowing how somebody lives is to know them in my opinion like you go to somebody's house and see how they keep it that's a telltale sign i mean that shit <laughs> that means a lot of things you see what i'm saying so you don't think that's going to be the same for a child that is yours, right? Because you can, there's all different types of scenarios. You can, like I've done, you know, the kid has lived with his mom. You can bring him to your house as much as possible, right? Bring him to your house. This can be okay at times, but then there's the culture shock. There's, there, it, it, it's rare that one home, one household, it's just like the next. There's going to be all these little differentiating factors that makes households different. So he comes to your house and the rules are this. This can happen. That can happen. You got your whole list of rules based on how you was raised and how you see shit. Then he go to his mama house. The rules are different. The stipulations are different. The temperament is different. How they discipline is different. How they talk is different. This, These things can work. You can make a young person who is a productive member of society out of this structure but you're making it much more difficult than it has to be. You see what I'm saying? Because people tell me, young people, I see young people with children, 
always make the mistake of saying, I'm putting my kids first. I do love my kids. It's all about my kids. Well, I'm of the belief at this point in my life that having children is a like a process that starts long before you have a baby for men and women. Like my what my I once I'm a man, once I become a man, in my opinion, I should be planning for the having the kids thing. Like I don't you 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 can't plan the day it's gonna happen, right? Like my boy Bobby Glanton say, everybody's uh, as an accident of birth. Like even if you're in a relationship and you guys love each other, most people ain't planning the day you gonna have sex and have a baby. But you can begin to fix your life though. You could begin to move in the right direction financially. You could begin to relate to women the right way, especially for young men, right? When I see a young dude, 19, 20 years old, he already got one, two kids. I remember being there. This is a severely dysfunctional behavior. Like we need, this isn't normal behavior. Things happen, right? Everybody always say, yeah, you will see a LeBron James or some famous person who was born out of that type of trauma. Mom, 16, 17, they end up being whatever. That can't happen. My opinion is that's rare. Most people who come from that environment have to deal with a lot of trauma. They have to get over a lot of shit before they can begin to just be and feel who they are as a person. You see? So this shit kind of starts with parenting, you know? And, 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 and speaking to my young dudes trying to have a drama-free manhood, another thing I always see too often is young men moving on too soon. Like when I see a young dude who has two, three, four kids and you're already in a new relationship and it's two, three months, four months out, this is all dysfunctional behavior, family. Something's actually wrong with you. See, and then I'll talk to the same dude, man. Y'all better listen up. I've been here. Now I'll talk to the same dude and it makes sense because his whole conversation is about somebody else. Yeah, that bitch be tripping. Yeah, my mama be tripping. That person be every everybody's tripping. Every everybody don't know what they're talking about, right? You know, that's kind of one of the first signs that <laughs> that you the one fucking up when everybody telling you the same thing, but nobody knows what they're talking about. You see what I'm saying? So when I see young dudes like that, I think of myself firsthand, and then I say, damn, this is a ticking time bomb. Hopefully, the kids from this union end up being the kind of people we we need in society. But unfortunately, when we look at the homeless rate, when we look at all these people dealing with mental illnesses, when we look at these situations where dudes kill their whole family, where women drive off of cliffs into water with their whole family, like the, the mental anguish that comes with living life fucked up, the mental anguish that comes from being raised in turmoil never leaves you, right? You'll see somebody look nice, suit on, nice job, blow his whole goddamn family head off. You know why? unhealed trauma and here's the cold part about it all that shit can happen to anybody you can have two parents hella money being made every year you you may end up having some ailment all of us will have an ailment right you put the sauce on it though when you don't have no money <laughs> you put the sauce on that thing when y'all not together no more when your household fucked up, when all he dealing with in the house is yelling and screaming, he ain't got a lunchtime, he ain't got a bedtime, he ain't had a nice meal in months. What do we think happened to the people from these unions? See, black folks, listen, racism has always been here and it's an intricate system that you should learn, right? To, 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 to prevent the pitfalls from racism, you have to learn it in and out Beat them at their own game, and at the same time, be willing to ride for your people because you know the truth. See, but the self-inflicted, <laughs> the self-inflicted trauma that we induce amongst each other, this is a problem too. So there's racism, boom, outside of our system, the structure, how everything was created. This is why we have the ghettos. This is why we have the single parent shit. There's a system in place that created the temperament we live in now. See, here's the tricky part. You got to learn it and understand it, but you can't use it as an excuse. Make sense? So you got to learn it, understand it, be able to speak about it. Know that's a part of your DNA, but you can't sit around and say, I ain't shit because of that. I can't be whatever because of that. See, people who <laughs> people hit me a lot like I'm like I speak in absolutes. Yeah, both can be true. There can be a racist ass system and a black community who harms themselves. 
Both can be true. I don't have to fucking pick. Both actually happens now. Remove the racism. I don't know if you have the disenfranchisement. I don't know if you have the trauma in our community. I'm never going to let anybody tell me that. Like our trauma was 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 created out of the structures in this system. But as black folks, look, if you're of age and you've decided, because everything's a choice, if you're of age and you decided to have kids, to me, black people, listen to me. Excuse me. To me, if you decided to have kids, you just decided to fight racism. You just decided to put your kids on the best path to be successful. This includes fighting racism. Do you, do you get that? You cannot maneuver around in this world ignoring racism. Then you get situations where some something happened to your family and y'all at the goddamn podium crying, talking about we forgive. See, don't ignore the elephant in the room, but you ain't got to dwell on it. You don't got to use it as an excuse. But understand there's a like I like to use our history and what we've been through as a catalyst for unity and as a catalyst for hard work and understanding. Boom. The prison system was designed for people who look like me. I'm going to put myself in the best situation possible so I don't have to endure some of these things. Keep it in mind. I can do everything possible I can and then some shit still end up happening, right? So we're not going to excuse the system, but when I see little three-year-old boys running in the store with no shoes on, his hair not brushed, he cussing at everybody, all I can see is a cycle repeating itself. Because when I see the parent, the parent looks just as disheveled, just as unruly, right? That we have to, if we are going to change our system from the inside out, we have to start with the people who need the most help. The people who homeless, the people who are broke and downtrodden, the members of our community who can't read and write well, the members of our community who's had to go through so much trauma with their parents. People, we need to structure this thing where the people who need the most help need it so when i just looked at biden's plan my homeboy hit me today he said hey did you see biden's plan i looked it up it's water sources and nuclear plants all this shit that he's designing 1.2 trillion some type of plan nothing in the plan specifically for black people my, my, my homeboy said hey i don't like plans that are for specific people i said what the wait what how do you fix problems then you think replacing all the water sources in the United States is going to help teenage pregnancy? Is that going to help the young dudes in our community who killing each other, who think the gang in the street they from is more prominent than the, than their last name. You see what I'm saying? Who's going to, who's going to stop that? And I had to tell my homeboy, look, we've done things for gay people. We've done things for Mexicans. We, we do things for Asian hate bill. That wasn't all lives matter. Hate bill, right? That wasn't every, that wasn't the all in hate bill. That, that shit wasn't for everybody. It was for Asian people, specifically. So if they can specifically get something, we can specifically get something. You see what I'm saying? But just removing the system for a minute and talking to us specifically, how our young men act, how we raise them, all this plays into the same thing. I always tell people, if you don't like racism, you don't like white supremacy, let's say you don't like marching, you don't like wearing shirts like me that represent your blackness, you don't want to wear, you don't want to outwardly show that you're black, I fuck with that, cool. Like, I ain't with that, but cool. Then raise your kids the right way. Focus on focus on your focus on your kid knowing everything about this country and being able to stand up for us at a moment's notice. The more people we got in this country who stand up for blackness, who stand up for what's right, the easier it's gonna be for us to get to where we gotta go. Because I always speak about meritorious manumission, where they basically told slaves, if you tell us who running away, you get a butter biscuit. If you tell us who running away, you get to come sleep in a big house. That, that mentality, that that level of separation has been on autopilot since we got here. So, yeah, we got people outside of our community that we need to look out for, but we got way too many coons. We got way too many niggas who think the ice is colder, that think white ice is colder, that will undermine us at any moment. You see what I'm saying? So as parents, <clears throat> I think you can help prevent having a coon. <laughs> I think sometimes you you raise your kids not talking about racism, not talking about white and black. Then they grow up and be like, shit, I'm not talking about white and black. I'm not talking about the shit. I don't think it's important. You see what I'm saying? So as a cold game family, we need to help our young men remove the drama that comes from being a young black person in this country. Yeah, outside of the community, things happen. 
but there's things we can do inside of the community to prevent that. You feel me? So 7.30 tonight, I'm going to be on my brother Jonathan Smith's Investing Yourself podcast. I'll post clips of that and post where that'll be live. The 30th, I'll be on my sister Felicia Kay's TV show, The First Lady Point of View talk show. I'm excited about that. Um, I'll be releasing some information about how you can watch that as well, man. This is your brother Harrison. This has been another episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. Please do me a favor, man. Go to the website. MelanatedCombo.com. You'll find the shows. You'll find news stories. You'll find the information about history. That'll be the hub. If you don't want to go to YouTube, if you don't want to go to one of the streaming platforms, just go to MelanatedCombo.com. Find the show you want to watch. You can watch it on YouTube or Spotify, I think I have up there. So continue to rock with your boy, man. The the Instagram page is Melanated Combo 100. Melanated Combo 100 is the Instagram page. I'm your brother Harrison. This is the Melanated Combo. I'm out.